Welcome to the Coach Bodo's Podcast in the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bono's Show is our handle. Check out the Facebook page. You can search for Coach Bono's Show, and uh, you'll see our page there. Also, we can email us at CoachBonosShow at gmail.com. Today is episode 27, and it's going to be a Coach Bono's, Coach Bo Rants edition of the uh, pod today. Uh, no guests, no interviews, just me kind of hitting a few different topics, what's going on. And I would be remiss, even though we talk mostly sports here, I would be remiss if I didn't make some sort of mention of what the biggest news in the world is today and, and really this past week, and that is the war uh, taking place in the Ukraine and the invasion of uh, Russian forces into the Ukraine. Um, I, I do have a few opinions here. I try not to get too political. Most folks that know me know I lean more left than right, but uh, I'm going to say something here, and, and at the risk of pissing a few people off, but uh, I, I do want to talk about this for a moment. So... Um, First thing I want to say is uh, my thoughts and prayers are with everyone in the Ukraine. Um, This is just something that we just shouldn't tolerate. We should not just sanction Russia and and Russia and the Russian government, but I think we should make moves to remove Vladimir Putin from the presidency there. Uh, He's been embodied by certain politicians in this country, you know, for four years a couple of years ago now, and um, we'll just come out and say it. He was emboldened by President Trump. So um, we need to step aside. We need to step in and do something about this. Um, I do want to say some things. There are some things about this that speak to me. As most people I have been seeing, whether it's on television, on the Internet, on Twitter, Facebook story, wherever you get your information, you've seen the different stories that are out there. We've seen things like, in, in sports related to kind of where I'm starting with this, the Klitschko brothers who are involved, who are actually, one of them is the mayor of Kiev and uh, they're in the Ukraine, have actually taken up arms and are now uh, going to be serving uh, as forces, serving with the, for the Ukrainian forces. These are two heavyweight boxing champions who are doing their thing to help their, their people. Um, I read a very interesting story this evening um, Vasily Lomachenko, and please forgive me, I am not good at these Eastern European na- uh, uh, names, so if I don't get that exactly right, please forgive me. Uh, he's one of the top 10 boxers pound for pound in the world, according to ESPN's rankings. He actually left, went back to his home country in the Ukraine, and is now serving with what they are calling a territorial defense battalion. Um my, my prayers, my thoughts are with you. Uh, I'm very proud to hear Alexei Ovechkin, who's probably the most famous Russian athlete currently in America, uh, who is a hockey player with the Washington Capitals. Uh, he spoke out this week uh, and had a quote, um, you know, criticizing uh, Vladimir Putin and saying that this, we, this war is not, uh, we shouldn't have this war. Um, FIFA has stepped in and condemned the Russian invasion. Um, look, you know you're in a shitty place if FIFA is looking down at you. 
I mean, we can talk about all the bad things that FIFA's been involved with over the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years especially. If FIFA is looking down at you, you know you done fucked up. So, um, yeah. I did read another interesting article uh, this evening as well. And this is about WNBA players who are playing in Russia. Uh, it was on ESPN.com. I want to pull this up again. It was an interesting article. Um, the the league, the WNBA, as well as the, um, the Players Association for the WNBA is helping a number of WNBA players get out of Russia. Um, if you don't know, most WNBA players actually do play in other parts of the world in the offseason, especially in Europe. Russia is one of those places that pays these people very well, and they go over and make a lot of money there in the offseason. But uh, the WNBA players are now leaving Russia. Um, and again, I'm, I'm glad to see them do that. They, they're, they're getting support from their, their union and from the WNBA to get out of there. So please be safe in your travels home. Um, all the players, we do have a report that all the players that were playing in the Ukraine have left. Uh, not all that are in Russia have left, um, but they are trying to get them all out now. So uh, we, we, luckily the ones who were in the Ukraine have been out. So um, my thoughts are with those people. I hate the old idea of thoughts and prayers. I've said it twice already. But really, I, there's nothing that I can do in this moment sitting here at a desk in, Can in Kansas. But I, I think it's important that we work with each other and we say, this is the sort of thing that we just cannot allow to happen. Not locally, not nationally, and not in our world today. Um, I, I'm going to say something here. This is this is the part that's going to piss some people off, but this is tyranny. This is tyranny that this one man, Vladimir Putin, has put his own soldiers in harm's way. I feel bad for Russian soldiers who don't want to be doing this. I know a number of them, I saw a report, stood down and were not willing to serve. Um, this is tyranny. And we have been in a political state really for the last, I, can't, I think we've really been hyped up on it for you know five or six years now, especially where we've had, and especially through COVID, where we've had people tell, calling things like mask mandates tyranny. Um, I'm going to come out and say this, just like this. If you're a person that's called mask mandates tyranny, and on the flip side, you're either making excuses for Vladimir Putin, ignoring what's happened in the Ukraine, or, or you're excusing this behavior because that's not your problem or our problem, or, or because you liked a politician who was in support of him for four years. My message to you is simply, fuck you. Plain and simple. This is real tyranny. Asking you to wear a mask is not tyranny. Someone coming into your home, soldiers coming into your home, that's tyranny. Coming into your city, your country, that's tyranny. So it's about time that we take these examples and we look at it and we say, you know, let's put some things in perspective here. Keep your thoughts with these people. Pray for these people. If you have a chance to help somebody, do it. 
I, I'm going to be doing some research this week to see how I can help, whether that's with money, whether that's with, you know, trying to help someone who's here with a relative. Anything I can do, I'm going to do it. And I recommend everybody take a moment and try to do something to help these people today. So um, my soapbox there, I, I'm going to do a few minutes. I did a few minutes on that. Uh, again, it's just something we're seeing in the world today. And for those people who, I'm 46 years old. You know, I often say that I come on this podcast and I can say some things and they're cathartic. I can get some feelings out of me. And, and we do it with a lot of fun, especially in the point five when Ellen's on here. And we have a lot of fun. You know, Ellen and I've been here for 30 years. And we've been, we get to have some fun and we get to put some things out there and see how we feel and, and enjoy it in the realm of sports. But shit like this is what really is the life is about. This is what the sports distraction is a great distraction. But this is what the world needs right now. We need to come together for these people. So um, I thank you for allowing me to be a little cathartic there. I'm going to take a deep breath here. Take a sip of my water. Okay. And... Um, after being real, real serious to start, now I'm going to get into the fun stuff. We're going to talk a little sports now. I'm going to start out with, uh, real quickly, the Major League Baseball Players Association and MLB have been negotiating all weekend. They're not even close. If you listen to the Point Five pod, which, bear with me, I know that was a long pod. Um, you might have heard Ellen and I talking about it. The uh, Major League Baseball put a cap, or not a cap, but a deadline of the end of the day, the end of the month, which is going to be the end of the day on Monday, the 28th. Um, if negotiations go past that, Major League Baseball is going to delay the beginning of the season. The two sides are not close right now. They're not going to, this is not going to get done on Monday. I'm recording this late Sunday night. When you hear this on Monday, it won't be done. It won't be done Monday afternoon. It's not going to be done next week. This is going to take a while. And I want to remind you, keep in mind, this is not a player strike. I heard someone say it this past week, these rich ball players, and, and I can't believe this. Ball players want to play. The owners have locked them out because there is no contract between Major League Baseball and the Players Association. So this isn't rich ball players fighting for, and they're not fighting for crumbs, and they're not fighting for this uh, to make you know hundreds of millions of dollars each. What they're really fighting for and standing up for is fairness in the competition. That you know, We talked about tanking was a big deal. Uh, they want to see the owners put some things in place to get rid of the idea of tanking. Um, and they want to see some extensions of, of monies for the rank and file. It is not about an upward cap. It's not about making this to where you know, players can make 50, 60, or 70 million a year. That isn't about that at all. It is actually for those people who are on the lower end because that is the majority of those players. Again, we're not going to have anything fixed on Monday's deadline. We're probably not going to have anything done by the end of this week. These signs are very far apart, so I look for Major League Baseball to not be started on time at the end of March. So, um, Sorry to say, but I think that's where we're at. Next fun thing. Uh, this is actually fun. Uh, as you most know, if you listen to the podcast, I am not a huge basketball guy. I just, I like basketball, but I'm a football, baseball guy first. But I will say, I, I watched a little college basketball this Saturday, and I looked like I picked the right day. Kind of like, what is it, the Lloyd Bridges character in Airplane, right, right 
picked the wrong day to quit uh, sniffing glue. Uh, I picked the right day to start watching basketball again as all six of the top six ranked teams in the country on Saturday lost. Uh, let's go through these real quick. Number one, um, Gonzaga lost by 10 to St. Mary's. Number two, Arizona got whooped by Colorado by 16. Uh, number three, Auburn lost by five to Tennessee. Uh, number four, Purdue. I watched this game against Michigan State. It was a really exciting game, actually. Lost by three against Michigan State. Uh, Kentucky lost at Arkansas by two. That would have been a uh, further apart on that spread, but Kentucky hit a three at the buzzer. Uh, the highest-ranked team to win on Saturday was number seven, Duke, who had a big win against Syracuse. Number nine, Texas Tech lost at TCU. All those teams, all seven of them, uh, were road games. Home teams defended the home court in all seven. And it was the first time in college basketball history that seven of the top ten teams lost on the same day. And the first time the top six have lost on the same day. Uh, pretty wild affair there, I. I think this is good. I think it's going to be fun coming down here at the end. We got a couple more weeks. We're getting to the first of the month of March. March Madness to start now. Uh, we start seeing what I saw the undercard. The undercard starting this coming weekend. We'll start seeing some of the smaller tournaments, uh, conference tournaments, getting their automatic bid. Those will kind of start this weekend coming up. Uh, so we'll start seeing some of that in these next two weeks. That'll get that all moving before selection Sunday on the thirteenth. So. Um, have not seen an update after those uh, top six all losing. Have not seen the Joe Lenardi update. The last update I saw was the 25th. Uh, at that time, he had Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, and Kansas. I did read somewhere that they had one of them coming off the number one seed and Baylor going on. I don't know if that was Kansas or if that was going to be someone else. I just don't know, so I don't want to speculate too hard. Um, I'm thinking it probably was Kansas that came off that, but I expect KU will have a shot at getting back on the number one if Lenardi has him at two right now. Um, again, what I saw, which is based on Saturday, it was going into Saturday. It was not after Saturday's games. It was uh, Friday night. So I think we're in for a wild finish in the uh, college basketball realm, which I think makes the tournament a lot more fun. I don't see that one dominating team. Um, another local thing I want to get back to. Last week, if you listen to the Point Five pod, Ellen and I talked at length after the break about the Chiefs and what was going on there. We kind of, you know, I broke down what the Chiefs would be doing in this offseason. The big uh, article that came out that has since been retracted and taken all off the internet as best I can find. Uh, that basically sold Eric Bieniemy out. Looks like the Chiefs are bringing back Eric Bieniemy. He will be the offensive coordinator in 2022. Uh, Mike Kafka, the uh, quarterbacks coach, has left the New York Giants and is going to be replaced by one ter- one time Andy Reid assistant and former Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy. He's coming in as the quarterbacks coach and a senior offensive assistant. Um, I don't think this is a bad gig. I think that. A lot of people were saying, I've seen it all over Twitter and whatnot, people who really don't know, they just see Nagy and his lack of success in Chicago, saying, oh my God, he's going to kill Patrick Mahal, this and that. 
I think this is a good hire for the Chiefs. I think the best hire was bringing Biennemi back. And I think that Nagy, having a lack of success, let's call it, I think will bring him back to earth and to realize that, okay, all parties have got to get along here. Um, if Nagy and Biennemi can get on the same page, if they agree that running the football is important and Nagy can get some some things out of Mahomes, here's what I like about it. The thing with Mahomes that I think a lot of people and I disagree on, the skills are there. There is no doubt. He has a skill level higher than just about everybody. I mean, he's in the elite class there. But what I think Matt Nagy, when he's done really well when he was with Andy Reid, you know, a long time ago before he went to Chicago, he worked with Alex Smith, you know, the guy who I called Captain Checkdown. I did, was never a big fan of Alex Smith. Alex Smith's a guy who has a low, a, a much lower ceiling athletically, when you, especially when you compare him to Patrick Mahomes. But Matt Nagy got a lot out of Alex Smith, and a lot of that was using things like the running game, the short passing game, the screen passing game. If some of those things can be added to the attack for Patrick Mahomes, that will put, that'll, take, that'll really give the Chiefs something that when they do struggle against the better teams defensively, it'll give them something to go back to. It'll give them a foundation. And I think that's important. I think Matt Nagy was a good hire for that reason. So the people who think that Matt Nagy, because he didn't do well at Mitchell Trubisky and, and Justin Fields and a couple other things he had there uh, in Chicago, I... Uh, I don't think that's what I want to indict him on. I want to look at what his record was as a quarterback's coach. The head coach is not going to be in that quarterback's room. When he was in the quarterback's room with Alex Smith, we saw the best of Alex Smith. And I think that that's important to understand. And the skills that he was able to maximize with Smith, if he can give some of those skills, some of those progression reads, some of those... um, some of that run game and the short pass game, the things that I think Mahomes doesn't do well, and I don't think he does, can't do well at those things. I think he absolutely can. I think in the past he's been told he doesn't have to, and his athletic ability bails him out. I think this is a good hire for the Chiefs. I think it's a good thing for the Chiefs. I think it's a way to make this deep, this offense more solid. I think bringing Eric Bieniemy back is a, is a great idea. And I think this is a positive for the Kansas City Chiefs. So there, for the Chiefs people who think I never say nice things about the Chiefs, I think this is a go forward, a really good thing. Now, straighten out the three things you know you got to straighten out. I already broke that down back on, on Friday's pod. you got to get an extension for Hill. you got to get Matthew figured out and Orlando Brown figured out. Figure those three things out. I think the Chiefs will be in a good spot for 2022. A couple other things I want to talk about. Again, we're going to kind of run through this really quickly tonight. Um, Another thing we we mentioned last week's pod was the trade. uh, Last week or two weeks ago, we talked about the trade, the Sixers and the um, the, the Sixers trade with the Nets that sent um, uh, James Harden to the Sixers and Ben Simmons to the Nets. Ben Simmons has yet to play for the Nets and has some aching issues to get in shape now because he hasn't played all season. Meanwhile, after the All-Star break last weekend, 
Uh, James Harden is back, and he's in the lineup for the first time this week. The Sixers went 3-0 and this week and were dominant in all three games. I actually watched a Sunday's game here against, um, well, let me get it up here, against the Knicks. And Joel Embiid and James Harden are already on the same page. Uh, folks, that's going to be really hard to beat. Harden's uh, not as great an outside shooter, but he's good at handling the ball, and I think he knows how to get Joel Embiid uh, where he needs to be and to get him the ball in spots. Joel Embiid can be, I, I think he right now is one of the top two or three players in the NBA, and just an incredible, he's something that nobody else is. Uh, someone who's a big man who wants to be a big man. Uh, so many of these big guys who are seven footers don't want to don't want to be seven foot. They want to be six foot five and shoot three pointers. Joel Embiid will get you one of those once in a while, but Joel Embiid will bang on you, and I, I respect that. I like that. So give me a big man like that any time of the day, any time, any time. And so uh, I look out for the Sixers. If you're in the East, uh oh, Mama, there goes that man again because it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard work trying to beat the Sixers. They've come out and they've been dominant so far with that Embiid Harden connection. While we're here, I want to bring up, I know you probably get tired of me talking about it, Trunk Club. Hey, Trunk Club's our great sponsor here on the Coach Bonos podcast. So we want to give a shout out to them. And what I want to tell you about right now, we're getting ready. We're coming out of winter a little bit. If you're here locally in Lawrence, you know, the, we're going to get some warm weather this week. We're going to be in the 60s most of the week. How cool will that be? But here's what I want you to do. In our show notes, you'll see the link that you can get $50 off your first trunk. And I want you to go try something. I want you to try the starter trunk. Starter trunk is where Trunk Club's personal stylists help you build a better wardrobe with the top 10 foundational pieces every wardrobe needs. Now, I personally got one of these. And I'll tell you what I got. I got a pair of sneakers. I got a shirt jacket. I got a hoodie. I got a button down. I got a long sleeve polo. I got some chinos, and I even got an overcoat. These are all real high-quality things. Uh, everything fit. Most of it fit really perfectly. Actually, most of it fit was perfect. A few couple things were a little small. A couple things were a little big. Sent those items back, which is no, no problem with Trunk Club. It's a great way to have a personal stylist. I highly suggest it. Check out that. Uh, check out the starter trunk and do that. Use our promo a link in the show notes. You can do that while you're still talking to me finishing up this podcast. Save $50 in your first trunk with Trunk Club by Nordstrom. We really appreciate it everything they do for our show. All right, last couple things I got here. We're going to get a couple of these last ones and get up out of here. Um, Sean McVay, co uh, coach of the uh, world champion Los Angeles Rams, came out this week and said he is not leaving the Rams for television, not for Amazon, not for Fox. Not for anything. We've also seen that Troy Aikman is on the verge of leaving Fox to call games for, going to be calling Monday Night Football on ESPN. Uh, as you probably already have heard us talk about, Al Michaels is leaving, uh, leaving the NBC. His contract has expired. NBC is going to announce soon that Mike Tirico will be the new play-by-play -play guy for Sunday Night Football. This, to me, is some interesting stuff, and Ellen and I will talk at length about it on Friday's podcast. We're going to actually get a, a whole piece on this. We expect some of the news to kind of filter out officially this week, 
But there's a lot going down with, you know, Amazon now having Thursday night football. What are they going to do? Looks like they're not going to be getting Troy Aikman, where that was the original rumor. Uh, They're making a big push for Al Michaels. Uh, Will ESPN come in and try to get Al Michaels to come to Monday night football? Now they're already going to spend what they call Tony Romo money on Troy Aikman. Um, I heard that Troy Aikman's new contract, he's going to make more money in his next Monday night football contract than his entire playing career with the Dallas Cowboys. Pretty wild stat there. Um, there's a lot going on here. I was listening to a couple of the podcasts this week, and when some of this news is hitting, and there's going to be a lot of it come out. They'll be able to start doing some of the announcements coming up here after March the 1st. So this week we'll see some of that. Hopefully we'll have a little bit of that news when we record the podcast for Friday. Uh, but that Sean McVay piece came out this weekend, uh, the issue that the idea with um, Tony, uh, I'm sorry, not Tony Rowe, with Troy Aikman actually came out on Friday, and it was right after Ellen and I had recorded on Wednesday. Well, actually, the third thing that information first came out. So, kind of interesting, some of the thoughts going on there to see how some of that's going um, to come out and shake out. Uh, we're hearing rumors now that Amazon may be looking at hiring Kirk Herbstreet away from ESPN to do Thursday night football. Um, I find all this fascinating. Uh, I'm kind of a, a geek like that, but I will talk a lot about it, kind of see what we think is going to happen. There's some things. Is Sean McVay, get, uh, Sean McVay is now not an option. Sean Payton, former Saints coach, is an option. I expect he might be at Fox. Uh, whether he's Troy Aikman's replacement or not, I don't know, but we'll see. We'll talk a little bit about all those things. And uh, Ellen and I will kind of make our predictions on a little bit of that as well on Friday's podcast. So hope you'll enjoy that. Last story I've got is, is a quick one, and it's a, it's a kind of a, I guess, a good news story. Um, Ali Marpet, um, who is the uh, first-time Pro Bowl left guard for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, shocked the football world on Sunday when he retired. Uh, Marpet is 28. He is in his just finished his seventh season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, his entire career with the Bucs. He decided to retire from the game. Uh, he has cited um, his health moving forward um, and his quality of life. Uh, the quote I have here is, I'm going to read this, this is straight from his um, official Instagram post. This is after, after seven formidable years the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I've come to the decision to retire from the game that has given me so much. This organization and the people surrounding it have helped not only fulfill a dream, but also help build me into a person that I am today. I've made Tampa Bay my home. I look forward to serving this community in the coming years. To the coaches and teammates, family and friends, an Instagram post simply can't express the profound impact you've had on me. I'm eternally grateful. Thank you, Tampa Bay. And thank you, Ellie Marpet. Um, I just think this is a pretty cool deal. He's decided to hang them up. Um, and, and do some things to be with his family and, and take care of himself and his body. As an offensive lineman, I think it really goes unsaid what happens to a lot of these guys because they're asked for so long to be so large. And it, it's a lot, there's a lot of harm in those bodies. If you see people like Jeff Saturday and Joe Thomas that you see on television, uh, they're so much smaller on television now than they were as players. Uh, and that's because they've decided they're too make their quality of life longer to go into massive weight loss and to try to lose that. 
as someone who has struggled with his weight literally all my life, um, I, I applaud um, Ali Marpet for doing this and for taking care of himself. And uh, really it kind of, even at 28 years old, um, it really shines a light on some things that some of these folks should be thinking of. Uh, wish him nothing but the best. And really, it also kind of shines a little bit of a spotlight for some of us like myself who have been fighting that battle as well. And let's let's see what we can do to help ourselves as well. So I think that was a, a big deal. I hope that he's well. I hope he's, I hope he's been able to put his money away. And I hope that the next chapter of his life is as rewarding as his NFL career appears to have been. And uh, Godspeed to you, my friend. I hope you are well, and I hope that you have a wonderful post-football life. Congratulations. That's what we got this week. We're going to just do again, just a quick one. I wanted to get in and out. I'm trying to keep this under 30 minutes tonight. So uh, I want to say thank you for joining us here on the Coach Bono's podcast. Uh, I want to say thanks to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox, for all you do behind the scenes. Uh, don't forget to rate us, review us, subscribe, whether that's my f- podcast here, whether it's the Jones Report with Tyler Jones and Tom Bridges. I hope you guys enjoyed Tom on our show last week. We're going to have him back again soon as well. Uh, definitely give them a shout. The Jones Report is really, really great. I can do a little piece on there each week, the pro fo- the football fix. We'll be getting into the nerd stuff of football here sooner than later. And I'll be on again this week. It's absolutely Thursday uh, everywhere you get your podcasts. So uh, don't forget us. Rate us, review us. We're Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate every five-star rating. Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great week. Remember your time tokens are non-refundable. Take care, everybody.